now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. My husband's jealousy and paranoia has taken over him. Behind their marriage. Are you out of control with your jealousy? Sometimes I am. I don't trust my wife. Beneath the surface. You put a recording device under her pillow. You put a tracking device on her car. You check her underwear. Do you need to catch her cheating to prove yourself right? Yeah, I am looking at concrete evidence. Lies and ugly truth. Did you tell her not to do that crying and sobbing thing that she does? No, I just asked her to try not to get too emotional. He doesn't like it when I cry because he knows that he really hurts me. Consumed by jealousy. There's this evil and trolling trust issue that he has. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. Are we ready in the booth? Let's do it. Go, Dr. Phil. have any evidence that your partner might be cheating. I mean, no, you, you got nothing. But yet, jealousy consumes your every thought. Now, my first guest says she feels like a prisoner in her own home because her husband's jealousy and even paranoia have taken over every aspect of her life. Now, let's hear from her husband first. This is Mike. The biggest problem in our marriage is I don't trust my wife. Before we got married, she had told me she had been with four men. After we got married, she admitted to having sex with seven men. I put a voice recorder under my wife's pillow the first time that I thought she had been unfaithful, and I've been trying to catch her ever since. I have the surveillance tape that I have outside the home. I was rewinding the surveillance tape, and I noticed that she was making gestures. It was the two of us on the porch, and then uh, somebody was in behind us, uh, off camera's view, and. It seemed like she was just trying to get his attention behind my back. I confronted her about it, and she denied it and played it off like it was simple hand gestures. It's a, it's a nauseous feeling when you think someone's being unfaithful or not telling you the truth, and just very sickening. It's hard to love somebody you don't trust. Well, let's hear from his wife, Paula. See what she I feel that I have been mentally and emotionally abused for five and a half years. My husband thinks that I've cheated on him. He just doesn't believe anything I have to say. He makes up crazy, unbelievable stories. I've been called whore, slut, bitch. His jealousy and paranoia has taken over him. And he has accused me of having sex with a neighbor. I have been secretly recorded at night. My husband also checks my mouth at night because I started uh, whispering in my sleep and he thinks I'm hiding something in my mouth. Sometimes he'll stick his fingers in there just to swab my mouth to see if I'm hiding something. There are times where he has checked my underwear. If I have any stains on it, he will question me about the stains. He has taken my clothes to get tested. My husband does have tracking devices on my car. 
so he knows where I am at all given times. If I'm taking a long time driving home, if there's extra traffic and I'm five minutes late, he will call me and ask me where I'm at. He checks my cell phone on a regular basis, goes through all my emails. I have done two polygraph tests. My husband thinks I've passed both lie detector tests. He thinks that I've performed sexual favors to both gentlemen. I am afraid of him more and more every day. I don't know how to help my husband. I don't know if anybody can. I don't know how to function some days. I hate him. Sometimes I wish he was dead. I know it's a bad thing to say. It would just be so much easier for me. You're my last hope. Okay. Mike, tell me what your hope is for being here today. Um, basically, I want to trust her. I've never really caught her in any lie. Well, I've caught her in small lies, but I've, I don't have any concrete evidence that she has been unfaithful. Um, and just the paranoia thought of, of her being unfaithful, me not being able to prove it, I, you know, I want to be... Was there anything in that tape that was not true? Um, about sleeping with both lie detector or polygraph examiners, um, that wasn't true. You don't think she necessarily slept with them? No. But you think she manipulated them? Yeah. Sexual favors? Um, I might have mentioned that for the second one, yes, but I didn't, I didn't really... Listen, I, listen, I'm not here to throw you under the bus or you either one, but I can't help you if we're not completely honest about what's going on here. If, if you, because th I think you think that sometimes you're over the top with this. Yes. Are you out of control with your jealousy? Sometimes I am, yeah, and I don't, it's not a comfortable feeling, I don't enjoy it, and, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I feel guilty treating her that way because I do love her and I... Do, do you think she's cheating on you? I think she has in the past, yeah. Since you've been married? Yes. Are, are you okay for her to speak openly and, and freely here today? Yes, sir. Did, did you tell her not to do that crying and sobbing thing that she does at the shoot yesterday? Did at you tell her not yesterday. to be pulling that stuff up here? No, I just asked her to to try not to, to get too emotional. When she gets emotional, I, I get emotional myself. What do you tell you? Um, he doesn't like it when I cry because um, I think he knows that he really hurts me and he's, he sees the hurt that way and he doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to see the hurt. You put a recording device under her pillow. Under my pillow, yes. Uh, under the pillow so you could record if she what, talked in her sleep? Or talked on the phone, yes. Or if you were asleep and she got on the phone? Yes. Because you think she wouldn't get out of bed to do that? Because she, she might wake you up? Maybe, yeah. Well, no, I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Seriously, you think yeah. she would... I, I had actually left the house. I was, I was out, <clears throat> so I had left it on, yes. I see. So you'd leave it on when you were gone? Yes. So you could pick her if she was laying in bed talking to some guy? Yes, sir. What, what'd you find on there? I didn't find anything conclusive. <clears throat> I thought I heard something, but... She, she, I don't know, I can't make out what it was on the tape. Okay. You put a tracking device on her car? On my vehicle, yes. Uh, when, which she drives? Yes. Did you find her going anywhere she Never. wasn't supposed to go? You, you check her underwear sometimes? I had done that in the past. That was like four or five years ago. I haven't done that in quite some time. What, what were you checking for in her mouth when you put your fingers in her mouth? because she puts her, her hands to her mouth while she's sleeping in her ear, and I thought maybe she had put something in her mouth, so I'd ask her to see. What would it be? I have no idea. 
Because that's an, I mean, I've heard it all, but that's a new one. I had not heard about what, would it be like a pill, you mean, or a... I'm not sure if it's a listening device or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was. A listening device. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I understand. That's why you were checking. If you were sure, you wouldn't yeah. be checking. Um, do you put anything in your mouth? No. Do you own any listening devices? No. You think she has cheated on you since you got married? Have you called her names? She said you've called her names. Yeah, when we're arguing, I have called her names. In anger? Yes. What have you called her? I've, I've called her liar, a slut, a bitch. She's very vocal with me as well. So. Right, right. Yeah, I understand. Is that, um, but that's not really how you feel about her. If, if you really thought of bad morality and ill repute, you wouldn't be with her, right? Absolutely not, no. Are you keeping her a prisoner in her own home? I try not to. She's allowed to go out wherever she likes. I never, I never tell her she can't go out. I actually tell her to go out with girlfriends and go to the movies or the show or... It's just I have a weird feeling that she's been unfaithful and that's why. Okay, but here's the question. Are you keeping your wife prisoner in her own home? I don't... I'm not quite sure I understand what you're asking. Are you the gatekeeper? Do you, does she have to get your permission? Because it, it's like... You can ask her. I don't... She doesn't have to give her my permission to go out Do or... you feel like a prisoner? Um, depends on, on the day that we're having. Um, I mean, I pretty much just <clears throat> take the children and go wherever when I have... As long as I have the kids with me, I know That's, that's your okay. safety zone? That's my safety zone. Are you afraid to say things in front of him for fear that he's going to retaliate against you later? Uh, we got to be honest here. I'm just asking. No, you. I mean, I, I used to. Because you seem anymore. to really be waffling. When it, there are things that you've told us without equivocation, and I ask you about them now, and you go, well, kind of. No, I, as long uh, I, I'm very vocal now. I, I don't stand down. I speak whatever I, I want to say. I, just, I tell them how I feel. Um, Does he intimidate you? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'm scared. Sometimes I'm scared that his thoughts are going to take control. Brain is very powerful. Sometimes I'm frightened. What do you think he might do? Well, he said things that he would do if he ever caught me cheating on him. Knows what? Um, he said he would skin me alive if he ever caught me cheating, if he ever found proof. Oh, I said I would skin him alive. But we don't want to be skinning any. No. <laughs> I just get very frustrated, Dr. Phil. We don't want to Phil. be talking about And I know, you say things in anger, but I don't mean that. it's a short step from thought to word and a short step from word to deed. I understand. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. You're quite right. The brain is a very powerful thing. And if you became convinced that she had done something inappropriate, and you had rehearsed in your mind how you were going to react if that had happened, and you believed to the core of your soul that you had that proof and data, then you could behave in a really destructive way. And I don't want you to, I don't want you playing that game okay. in your head. I want you to stop doing that because I don't want anything bad to happen to either one of y'all. Okay. You hurt her or someone else, both of your lives can be destroyed. We don't want to play that game. You need to stop allowing yourself to go there okay. in your thinking. I'm, just, I'm trying to help you here. I understand. Now, Mike has surveillance video, and he says it proves that his wife was flirting. Now, I've seen that tape. 
Um, you didn't want us to show it here for some reason, but but you allowed for me to see that. Yes, I did. And, I, and I've studied it very carefully, and I want to tell you honestly what I think. We'll be right back. She's driving you crazy. She's looking for some relief. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. It's so hard. I don't even understand it. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. To her stepmother, she's devious. My husband's daughter, Madison, is out of control. To her mother, she's defiant. I know I've made mistakes with Madison. She wanted to get away from you. To her father, she's a beast. You asked him twice if she could live with him. It was always the wrong time. We got to be honest here. A child's life hangs in the balance. Then on Thursday... Three ladies, men, you're not interested in a relationship, you're going with sex. Yes. Are about to be played. The second I walked in that room, I was thinking, what the hell did I get myself into? That's Thursday. He has called me an infomaniac in disguise. He just thinks I want sex from anybody. Micah slept with 1,000 to 2,000 women. I am having sex with him every other day. Prior to that, it was, it was pretty much almost every day. Well, I'm here with Mike. He's 37. He is a jealous husband by his own description. He doesn't trust his wife, and he's told her, don't ever lie to me. Uh, not to embarrass you here, but I mean, uh, across time, how many men did you tell him that you had been intimate with? I told him that I had been intimate with four. Okay, and in fact, it was a few more than that? Yes. Three, three more, two, three more? Yes. Okay. But, but my point is, it was before you were married. Yes. Okay. Now, were you a virgin when you got married? No, sir. How many women had you had sex with? I'm not really sure how many women. Well, guess. I mean, give me a, give me a range. I don't know. It's been in the hundreds. Hundreds? I believe so, yes. So that's a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the pot calling the kettle black, right? Yes, I guess so. I mean, you were upset that she had a span where she was with a handful of men, and, and you say it's hundreds? How many would you say? Oh, I would say about a thousand. A thousand mm -hmm. women? I, I don't know. I wasn't there, so it's just what I hear. Yeah. You gave me a surveillance tape to look at, and um, I, I had two reactions to that. I, at first, I was very troubled by it because that was you sitting on the porch with her, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Well, I, I misread the transmittal memo to me when I got this, and I thought that this, that the person that you were suspect of was the person sitting on the porch with her. Oh, no. And so I'm reading your body language with this guy you're sitting on the porch with, and I'm thinking, yeah, she's flirting with him. I'm looking at her body language towards this person on the porch with her, and I say, you know... That's a little gamey. She's, she's kind of flirting with this guy. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to call it as I see it. Then I'm talking to producer. They said, no, 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 no. That's her husband on the porch. I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, because you were obviously very, you were happy to be with, with you. She was happy to be with you. Then I'm told at 2 minutes and 24 seconds into the tape that there are gestures that you take as as her flipping you off, 
and flirting behind your back with the neighbor. Yes, sir. Well, do you want to know what I think about that? Yes, sir, please. Uh, I think that there is no rational person that could conclude that she was behind your back flirting with the neighbor. 93% of all communication is nonverbal. 7% is what you say. 93% is your body language, your facial tones, voice intonation, spacing, body language. I am a student of this. I used to make my living doing this. I was a jury specialist that read juries and tried to predict what people were thinking, saying, and doing. It's what, it's, it is my job. It is my work. There is no way this woman was flirting with your neighbor on the tape. Not even almost, sort of, kind of, maybe, no how, no way. Okay. In my opinion. What, what do you think about what I'm saying? I only see it from my perspective, and I appreciate the fact that you looked at it and analyzed it. And, uh... but you know what else I do? I spend at least half of my time hearing what isn't said. I read between the lines. I, I look for omissions. I look for nonverbals. And what you didn't say was, oh, thank God. I'm so relieved. I'm so happy to hear that, that you didn't see that. And I'm sorry that I suspected you of that. Um, if, if I thought that my wife was flirting with somebody and someone credible knew what they were doing and I thought that they were reliable and credible and they told me it didn't happen, wouldn't you be relieved? I mean, wouldn't you just be like, Oh, that's a load off. But you were, well, okay, I got my point of view. Do you want to catch her cheating? I think Do you need to catch her cheating to prove yourself right? I think sometimes I've been, I've been adamant in trying to catch her that I don't really realize what I'm doing. Like, I just keep Do you think I'm telling the you the truth? I believe you are. Your enthusiasm was underwhelming. <laughs> No, seriously, do you think she's gotten to me? No. You think I'm covering for her in some way? No, I do not. But I'm, I'm telling you the truth uh, as I see it. Okay, now, because you didn't get the results of the two polygraph before, and because you think she manipulated those polygraph operators, you actually made a request to us to repeat a polygraph and you wanted a woman in the room. I had, yes, she had actually said she would take the polygraph test, and I said that if somebody else was in the room with her, then that way I could believe the results, yes. Right. We've done that, and I have the results right here. I haven't seen them. I've read these, but we have them right here. You and I are going to find this out together. But you need to understand that I think that this doesn't have anything to do with how you're going to feel. Because I think what you're feeling is coming from the inside out, not the outside in. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. And we're going to find out what's in this envelope when we come back. You knew exactly what you were, you have no excuses. So whatever these results are, you're not going to have some excuse, well, I didn't know what it meant. No. Question number one, during your marriage, have you ever had sexual contact with anyone other than your husband? And you answered, Thursday on an all-new Dr. Phil. We found three men who are trying to have as much sex as possible with as many women as possible. I'm getting pretty close to my triple digits. So some girl that you're coming on to, you're going to tell her whatever you need to tell her. Yeah, correct. 
How do you stop three ladies men? I've had sex quite a bit and I'm still not a father. From taking stupid risks. The guys were ready to party with attractive women and lots of cash. These players are about to be played. What happens next? The first second I walked in that room, I was thinking, what the hell did I get myself into? You have to see to believe. I've never seen anything like that ever. It's moving. It's life-changing. That's Thursday. The first lie detector test was performed in my home, and Mike was upstairs the whole entire time. The individual performing the lie detector test kept telling him not to listen to it because it would disrupt the whole lie detector results. The polygraph guy asked, have you ever been molested? He claims that he heard him say, you shouldn't have told me that. I think he felt sorry for her a little bit. So then I had asked to see the results of the test and uh, he wouldn't show them to him. So I paid him and he wouldn't, he wouldn't show me the results. Yeah, I am looking for some concrete evidence. I just, I don't want to destroy my family for something that's not true. I'm here with Mike and Paula. Mike wants concrete evidence on his wife. Uh, she is suspected of infidelity. It is hard to prove a negative. It's hard to prove you didn't do something. Um, now, Paula has offered to take not one, but two, now a third lie detector test to prove she is very faithful to Mike and has not cheated on him. Now, in your defense, you didn't get direct results of the first two polygraphs. No, I didn't. So you, I mean, you're, you're a little bit in the dark there. But you told him that you passed. Yes. Now, on the, on the first test, Mike says that she told the instructor that she had been raped. And the instructor, and I guess by that you mean the examiner, mm -hmm. uh, said, well, I wish you hadn't told me that. Felt bad for you. Uh, so he wouldn't even show you the test results, right? Um, even though you're the one that was paying him. Yes, sir. And did that exchange take place? Um, he was, I, I've never done a polygraph test. He was just asking me questions and I was answering But, but I mean, y'all did talk about that. Yes. Occurrence. And by the way, I don't want to blow by that. I'm very sorry. And I make no apology for you telling you. I'm, I'm very sorry that you've been violated. Yeah. I hate that for you and I'm... Now, the second test, the polygrapher wouldn't show Mike the test results either. He only gave you a piece of paper that said 99.9% .9 truthful. Yes. Uh, but you still didn't believe that. I, before the test, I had asked him if I get to see the actual the charts, the graphs, and he had said yes. Are you qualified to read? No, sir, I'm not. Well, let's get to this. You, you, you took a polygraph, and frankly, I said, look, I, I'll do it if I thought there was even a 1% chance that it might help the situation. But frankly, I, I think you're not responding to data. I think you're not responding to evidence. I think you're not responding to reality. I think this is coming from inside you. You're convincing yourself that this is true because you fear it so badly. Now, let me be very clear with you. Was this a fair test? Yes. You don't think you were set up in any way? No. Whatever? You live by these results? Yes. This is Jack Tremarco. Uh, he is a former polygraph unit chief for the FBI. And in my opinion, is the top polygraph operator on the globe. So is there anything that you want to ask him? No, sir. Okay, now he defined the terms for you. You knew exactly what you were, you have no excuses. No. And we had an observer in the room. 
we had an observer in the beginning. Right. And then now, I asked her to leave. Of course. Because the protocol is that there will be no one else in the of room. Of course. But, but I in did the beginning, everything. In, in the interview, when all this information she's giving, you had someone there observing. In the beginning, yes. Right. But you felt like it was fair. Yes. So whatever these results are, you're not going to have some excuse, well, I didn't know what it meant. Okay. I have the results in the envelope. Question number one. During your marriage... Have you ever had sexual contact with anyone other than your husband? And you answered? No. And the test showed that that was non-deceptive. You told the truth that during your marriage, you have never had sexual contact with anyone other than your husband. Question number two. Since your wedding day, have you ever had sexual contact with anyone other than your husband? Your answer? No. The test showed that that was non-deceptive, that she told the truth on to both of those questions, that since you've been married, she has never had even sexual contact with another person. Was this a close call? This was uh, probably the most definitive exam I've done for your show, doctor. She was non-deceptive going away. Because in order to pass this, I say pass, I know you don't like to use that term, but in order to come out with a clear indication of truthfulness, she would have to, on this scale, score a four. Plus four to the relevant questions, right. Plus four to the relevant questions. And plus five would be huge. It's plus better. six would be better. And that's better. Seven, eight would be better. Where, where did she score? I scored them plus 12. Plus 12. Um, what do you want to say? I'm sorry, and uh, I want to get some help so I can learn how to trust you. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. I feel numb sometimes, and I feel like I'm just on autopilot, and it's just go, 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 and hope one day that that something will change. Dr. Phil, it's so hard because people look at me and ask me, how do you stay? But it's like I'm looking at two different people, split personality, there's one guy who's amazing and sensitive and caring and wonderful, and then there's this evil, controlling, obsessed trust issue that he has. It's so hard, I don't even understand it. You want the one guy, but not the other. No, I don't want want the one guy. I want the other one to go away. (gasps) It's driving you crazy. (sighs) 
there comes a point where your intellect has to overcome your emotion. You got listening devices planted in your bedroom. You've heard nothing. You got a tracking device on the car. You have found nothing. You gave me a surveillance tape that showed not one thing, even almost kind of even remotely close to subtle or otherwise flirtation. You've never found one piece of evidence. We have now brought you the top polygrapher to sit down with her with an observer to negate any potential manipulation. She didn't kind of pass. She didn't kind of squeak by. She knocked it out of the park. She knocked it out of the stadium. She knocked it over the parking lot. There is not one shred of evidence that this woman has been anything other than devoted to you. And the fact that she has put up with everything that you have heaped on her, unjustly accusing her, should speak volumes to you about who this woman is and how devoted to you she is. I know that, and that's why after the, the show, I want to get help and start apologizing for everything I've done. If I get you some help, will you, will, will you seriously take it? Yes, I will. I, you have to understand, this voice in your head is going to come back and try to find holes in this. But the truth is, it would be a whole lot better drama if we caught her cheating, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Because then you could be saying, see, damn harlot. I mean, well, how great would that be for drama? It's really anticlimactic when you find out that uh, a girl's a straight shooter and obviously loves you a lot. And you want to get your game together or she won't cheat on you. She'll look you straight up in the eye and say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm getting really close. I don't want to do this anymore. She's looking for some relief. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you willing to get this help? Are you willing to give him a chance I to am. have the help? I'm willing to give him. I'm willing to stand by his side as long as he's willing and puts 110% effort. But yes, there's a lot of hate and anger right now. And it's a wound that's going to take time to heal, and he's got to understand that, too. What she's telling you is you're the one ran this off in the ditch. <laughs> and you got a lot of cleaning up to do. I know that. But we'll work on it. Okay? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk to a wife who goes to extremes to check up on her husband. And I want you to listen to this. I want you to sit down here and listen to this, because sometimes you can see things in other people that it's hard to see in yourself. He swears he's done nothing wrong. So why is his wife so obsessively convinced to the contrary? We'll see what she has to say when we come back. Hell yeah, I'm a jealous person. I check his wallet, check his pants, check the car, check his cell phone. It's very, very frustrating. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. She's basically a beast. They say she's trouble. She wanted to get away from you. But is her family to blame? We gotta be honest here. A child's life hangs in the balance. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by...
you would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. All right, Tara checks her husband's cell phone, wallet, pants, pockets, dog walking route, and just anywhere that he might be going. Now, Andrew says she drills down on him for hours at a time if he even mentions another woman in passing. Where did he go today? What time was that? Hell yeah, I'm a jealous person. To make sure that Andy isn't cheating, I check his wallet, check his pants, check the car, check his cell phone. It's calling my name and I gotta pick it up and look at it and go through it. When Tara makes these accusations, it's very, very frustrating. When Andy brings up a woman in a conversation, I just get a panic feeling, and then I'll Google her so I can find out whether she's a threat to me or not. When Andy is away from me, I can make up scenarios that he could possibly meet someone. When I'm late from work, Tara will ask me, where are you at? What are you doing? Why are you late? It is a drill. I was suspicious that he might be going to visit this girl that just moved into the neighborhood, and so I drove around looking for him. I'm walking down the street, and Tara pulls up in the car. What are you doing? Where are you going? And I did find him. He was not at her house. I am not doing anything to jeopardize my marriage. Being a detective because of my jealousy is extremely exhausting. I'm wasting my life chasing something that's not even a reality. I'm afraid that, it, that our marriage will just get worse and turn into a big, hot mess. Andrew, you guys have been sitting in the audience listening to me talk to Mike and Paula. What you, do you think about that conversation? Do you see yourself in him? I don't think I'm that extreme. As, really? as extreme as that. So on a one to 10, if he was the 10, where would you put yourself? Um, probably a six. <laughs> so, Andy, where would you put her on that scale? Is there a polygraph associated with this? <laughs> it all depends. It could range from what she's saying, a six. It could go seven. It could go seven and a half. Why do you put up with it? It's, it's a marriage. It, I mean, it's But you teach people how to treat you, and you, I mean, because, listen, have you ever heard that old saying, what I fear I create? What's that mean to you? What I fear I create? Um, that if I keep doing this, I'll eventually push them to do it. Uh, is there any other outcome? Let me tell you something about men. At some point, they're going to say, you know what? I'm getting credit for it. Hell, I might as well do it. I mean, there's a point at which that can transpire, and you can go, see, I was right all along. Yeah. You, you said she called you six to eight times while you were inside a haunted house for 10 minutes with your son? 20, 25 minutes, but yeah. yeah what, do you did. think he's going to do a zombie or something? What do you... <laughs> no zombies in my life there. Seriously. Yeah. He's in a haunted house with your son and you're tracking him? I'm asking because I'm, I'm trying to point out to you, sometimes when you hear it back to you, it seems like a good idea when you're thinking it and doing it, but when you hear somebody else say it, 
you see it on tape, it, it, sometimes you can go, wow, that's me. I, I need to ratchet this. Why do you think you do this? I think I'm insecure. Um, I think that, you know, every day I hear from a friend of a friend that was cheated on or you turn on the TV and you see it in the media and um, it's almost what men do. And I think I just wonder why I'm the one that got lucky. What, what's so special about me that he won't cheat on me? Okay, well, I've got what I think is a pivotal question for you uh, when we come back. And we're gonna hear what Tara's children have to say about mommy's behavior as well. We'll be right back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... It doesn't get any more New Orleans than Zatarans. From yellow rice to jambalaya, jazz it up with Zatarans. Travel consideration provided by... Thank you, Curel. Thank you, Curel. Thank you, Curel. New Curel Ultra Healing Lotion instantly relieves and prevents dry skin. Your search for dry skin relief is over. The kids are aware of my jealousy. My stepsons say that I have a leash on their dad. Tara got me a yellow shirt, and my son spouted out, yeah, you'll be able to see dad all the way down the street. You can track him. My daughter has said that you're acting crazy. He's not doing anything. I don't want my daughter to have the same kind of phobias or paranoia. You clearly live in fear of being cheated on, right? Yeah. Because you've said, I don't want to look like a fool. And that really scares you, doesn't it? Oh, I'm terrified Why of it. Why does that scare you to be made to look like a fool? Because it would make my life seem like it was a complete lie. Okay. Like everything that I thought to believe would be true uh -huh. would not be if he were to be cheating on me. Okay, you're playing the what if game. That's a very anxiety inducing sort of game, but let's, it's okay to play what if as long as we play it out to the end. Okay, so what if he cheats? My family will be broken apart. Okay, then what? And then I guess I'd have to carry on and try to get over it. You're saying that if he cheated on you, it would be painful, it would hurt, but you would cope, get over it, and go on with your life? Seriously, what's so horrible about that? That you spend every day consumed with what I call anticipatory anxiety. You have more pain worrying about it than you would have if he did it. Definitely. Don't you? D yes. I mean, it's like he's cheated on you every day of your marriage because you have that fear every day of your marriage. If he did it, it would just be one day and it'd be over. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, t it's miserable okay, but, <laughs> trying to do this. But do you understand what I'm saying? You, you just played the what if game. What if he cheats? Well, my whole life would be a lie. Actually, that's not true. That's just catastrophic language you like to say because it's dramatic. Your whole life wouldn't be a lie. You would still be you. Your kids would still be them. Your house would still be where it was. You would still have everything that you thought, except that he was with Susie Q instead of at the grocery store. Other than that, your whole life would not be a lie. But is it as catastrophic as you make it out to be? No, when I'm sitting here, it's not. Thank but you. But uh, <laughs> when, when I'm at home, 
and, and in my own environment. Well, but I'm having this conversation I, so you can have it again when you're at home because what I'm telling you here is that you have choices to make. Because what's happening is you have this fear every day and you check on him and when you find him doing what he's supposed to be doing, it gives you relief for the moment. <sighs> it's like a drug addict getting a fix. Anxiety, 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 he's at the store. <sighs> and you feel good for a few minutes. But what if he doesn't come straight home? What if he goes by her house? What if he's talking to her on the way home? Well, who is she? I don't know, but it could be somebody. And so you go through this whole thing and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up again. So he gets home and he gets in the shower and you get his cell phone and you check it out and you go, nope, nobody. <sighs> I know, and it's exhausting. You're getting a fix every time and you need to wean yourself off of it just like you would off of a drug. And it's probably gonna take some help for you to do that, but I'm trying to give you a wake-up call. This is about you, it's not about Andrew. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Does it make sense? It does, it does. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. You can always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. I want to thank all of my guests today. I know it's hard to come on and talk about this, but uh, you feel like we're headed in the right direction here? Yes. And, and do you, Paula? You, you, yes. All right, good. And uh, how about you, Tara? Yeah. Has this helped you so far? Oh, yeah. The whole experience. What's helped you about this? Just seeing myself on, on the screen doing those things. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And, and just the fact that he came on the show with me is, is proof enough that he loves me and he's in this for the long haul and I need to quit worrying. Yeah, the, but there's, there's a lot you gotta do about it. Your brain can get trapped in here, but the, the boy came to the Dr. Phil show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be a really good night. <laughs> also, a special thanks to Jack Tremarco. Uh, his website is jacktremarco.com. And uh, I really appreciate you weighing in and helping us out here, Jack. And we have a great time in the studio audience. If you're going to be in the L.A. area, we would love to have you. The tickets are free. Go to drphil.com, you can click on be in the audience. Check out drphil.com and our jealousy test to see how you do on there. Because as Tara's saying, sometimes you don't recognize it. Thanks for being here, so long. It's been a lot for me, so. Well, I just want to thank Dr. Phil for his help. I'm hoping that uh, this will definitely change my husband and he gets the help that he needs. I am happy that I came. You pretty much saved my marriage if my husband decides to take the help, so thank you. You were my last hope. I want to thank all of my guests today. I know it's hard to come on and talk about this, but uh, you feel like we're headed in the right direction here? Yes. 
And, and do you, Paul? You, you, yes. All right, good. And uh, how about you, Tara? Yeah. Has this helped you so far? Oh, yeah, the whole experience. What's helped you about this? Just seeing myself on, on the screen doing those things, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And, and just the fact that he came on the show with me is, is proof enough that he loves me and he's in this for the long haul and I need to quit worrying. Yeah, the, but there's, there's a lot you gotta do about it. Your brain can get trapped in here, but the, the boy came to the Dr. Phil show. I know. This ought to be a really good night. <laughs> also, a special thanks to Jack Tremarco. Uh, his website is jacktremarco.com. And uh, I really appreciate you weighing in and helping us out here, Jack. And we have a great time in the studio audience. If you're going to be in the L.A. area, we would love to have you. The tickets are free. Go to drphil.com. You can click on Be in the Audience. Check out drphil.com and our jealousy test to see how you do on there. Because as Tara's saying, sometimes you don't recognize it. Thanks for being here. So long. It's been a lot for me, so. Well, I just want to thank Dr. Phil for his help. I'm hoping that uh, this will definitely change my husband and he gets the help that he needs. I am happy that I came. You pretty much saved my marriage if my husband decides to take the help, so thank you. You were my last hope. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.